This is Ryan Nidell, host of 15 Minutes to Freedom, a podcast dedicated to helping you expand your mindset and get shit done. Be sure to subscribe to this show and leave me a review if I've been able to impact your life in any way. Reviews help me reach a higher ranking, which in turn allows the message to reach more people. It's my goal with this podcast to positively impact a million people's lives. Also check out RyanNidell.com for additional content. That's R-Y-A-N-N-I-D-D-E-L.com. Also find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at Ryan Nidell. Today's episode is a review of Relentless by Tim Grover. So I had the opportunity this past weekend to drive from Columbus, Ohio to basically Niagara Falls. It's about a four and a half, five hour drive, which just so happens to be the exact amount of time it takes to listen to Tim Grover's Relentless on Audible at one and a quarter percent or time speed. You know, it, it, it's accelerated, speaking more quickly. Now, I admittedly own Tim Grover's book, Relentless. I bought it because it was one of Andy Frisella's top 10 books to read that everybody should read. Those of you who don't know Tim Grover, he is or was, I guess still is officially, one of the foremost training authorities for NBA stars. Now also does mindset coaching and, and physical rehab coaching and, and does a bunch of things. So I don't want to water down what he does. The man is truly incredible. We had a chance, Lindsay and I had a chance to see him speak at First Forms event called Summer Smash two years ago. And just his presence and, and who he is and what he stands for is really, really powerful. So in this book, Tim talks about three different types of people. The cooler, the closer, and the cleaner. And he gives countless examples throughout this book on which one that you might be and why you could be that person. So I don't have the book in front of me, although, like I said, I have a copy of it. But from my recollection from the book, which, again, it's not that long ago now, a cooler is essentially someone in a game that is good at playing second role. Like they definitely don't ever want to take the last shot. They don't ever want the pressure on them. They they kind of clam up. It's not where they're going. That's not what fires them up from the inside. The closer, which most of us would have thought like, oh, yeah, I want to be a closer, right? Well, the closer is actually the mid-range. And the closer is the person that if given the right opportunity and the right structure and the right plan – He'll take the ball and kind of forcibly take the last shot. Knows it's possible, knows it's something he could do, but he's not quick to run up and say, like, this is going to be me. Then there's the cleaner. And the cleaner's the one that knew he was going to take the last shot before he left the locker room. It's not even up to anybody else if they're going to have an opportunity. Everybody wants him to have the ball. He's not worried if he's going to make it or not. He's put in so many repetitions and, and so many mental exercises through his practice, through it being ingrained in his soul to be the best that there is, that he's predetermined he's already going to win the game. Perfect example of this, Tim Grover made his professional career to start with by being Michael Jordan's exclusive coach. Tim in this book goes on to share how fresh out of college, he didn't have someone to coach. So he kept basically cold calling the Chicago Bulls. Now, in cold calling the Chicago Bulls, he didn't think that Michael Jordan needed a trainer, and certainly if Michael Jordan did need a trainer, he would have found one himself. But through a series of events and some things that happened, Tim ends up having a meeting with Michael Jordan at his house, and they become a perfect match. 
And Tim goes on to tell countless stories of either, you know, a Michael Jordan, a Dwayne Wade, a Kobe Bryant, even LeBron James, and how originally LeBron James was not a cleaner. He was more of a closer. LeBron had a support staff around him in Miami when he really started to take off. He didn't have to carry the ball 100% on his back. And sure, the argument could be made, well, back at Cleveland he did. I can support that argument on the fact that out of, college, out of high school, he already had one of the biggest endorsement deals ever from Nike. He had a whole city that was supporting him. He never really had to go through the trials and tribulations that you cut your teeth on to determine the strength you have as a man or woman, but in this situation, obviously a man. Now, after the first championship with Miami and having to come back and feel the pressure of repeating that championship and succeeding and rising to that pressure and being the evangelical leader of the Heat, Tim then shares why that then makes LeBron James a cleaner, which is ultimately what we all want to be, right? We want to be, well, I shouldn't say we all, I suppose there's different types of people in the world that, for different reasons. For me, I want to be a cleaner. Like I'm listening to this book and I'm like, I'm the one that I want everybody to turn to when times are rough, when there's that pressure going on. When you walk in and know your reps have been so consistent for so long that it just becomes easy for you. And the minute you get done having a victory and you get a chance to celebrate that momentary reprieve of, all right, we finally did something that you start instantly thinking the next day, like it's time to go back to the gym because there's still things you could get better at. There's still new ideas you could perfect. So we can take that out of the gym environment, even look in your, your corporate culture. I mean, for me today, as I'm recording the episode, our hundredth episode launched today. So really I've been shooting an episode at least a day for a hundred days. It's not exactly right because the first handful of weeks we did five day a week versus seven. There's some anomalies in there, but nonetheless, to me, it feels like this monumental milestone of hitting 100 episodes. But as I'm recording this, this is a future episode. You're going to listen to this in the future. I don't even know what number this will be, but it's because no sooner do I get to wake up this morning and see 100, you know, the 100th episode and the new music and all the fanfare in my mind that surrounds that, all the congratulatory messages, which I appreciate from you. But then it's time to go right back to work and keep perfecting this craft. Like I've got a commitment. That commitment is 1,460 episodes. That is four years straight, 365 days a year of episodes. I don't know if someone else has done that before. No idea. In the research that I've done, I have not found another podcaster that's had four years of consistent content seven days a week. I solely chose four years because that's what I feel like it's going to take to actually start to make something of this. I think with the reviews you give me and the comments you share with me and the emails you send in, if I want to impact and touch a million people's lives, I believe it's going to have to take four years to get there, if not more. By the nature of the definition of what Tim Grover calls a cleaner, I would be that person. Maybe you were that person. But this book is a great read or listen in my situation, which again, I don't admittedly love listening to books. My mind shifted on that a little bit on this, on this ride because I was able to digest the content, keep my phone in the center console. And as I heard something that had value or benefit, I would take out my phone and, and type in some notes. So much so on the way home, Lindsay's looking at me like, what are you doing? Are you taking notes? Well, yeah. Yeah. Because when I read at home, when I read the, the paperback or hardback book and it's physically in my hands, I'm able to keep my journal next to it and journal out how I'm going to apply what I'm reading. So I needed to be able to do that for this book for it to sink into my system the way that I was looking for it to. So with all that being said, 
this is just one of those books that was a quick breeze. Like it was super easy and super enjoyable to read. Now, granted, I'm a sports fan, and I've seen Tim speak in person. I have a connection to Tim through Andy. But there's just such power in the fact of how he views life. Like, too much is never enough. Like, the people that truly want to be relentlessly successful do things that nobody else wants to do at a time that doesn't make logical sense to anybody. You take when Michael Jordan won his first championship back from his retirement. And they're celebrating. It's on Father's Day. And there's all this fanfare around. And Tim and him end up staying in the arena until 2 or 3 in the morning talking about what the next evolution is going to look like. When's practice going to start again? The answer was tomorrow. That's why Michael Jordan had a different fanfare to him than to me LeBron James does. That's why when you would watch Michael play – Tim portrays this great in his book. There was such fanfare around watching Michael play. It was almost like he was performing for your enjoyment. You didn't have a question if they were going to win or not. It was what crazy things was Michael going to do to wow the crowd and to own the entire situation. You never knew. So in Chicago, it was like you know a Sunday matinee where everybody come out in their best clothes, dressed to impress. Ticket prices kept rising. And so much so that the freakish nature of how Michael was wired was the fact that he wanted to be in a suit and tie, and he would only leave his house even in the rain in a clean car. And then he would pull up to the arena. He had the only parking space in the Chicago Bulls arena where you could drive into the building and not be seen. But he consciously made a decision to park outside so his fans could see him. So he would build that tribe and that culture around him. These sort of stories, for me being a childhood fan and still admittedly loving his shoes, are great stories about Michael Jordan. Like it just puts puts this whole different element of what it takes to be that successful at that level. Like sure, everybody wants to make it. Everybody wants to, to get to the big leagues, but just getting there isn't enough. Like how do you excel against the best people in the world? And so no, it might not be applicable for you because you're not an NBA player, just like I'm not. But if I look at digital marketing, how am I gonna excel against those that are also digital marketers? If I'm looking at podcasters, what am I willing to do that they're not willing to do and for how long am I willing to do it to prove my supremacy? And that's the whole premise of this book is there's nothing wrong with saying I want to be number one. Like I look at Joe Rogan as the godfather of podcasting. Like You say Joe Rogan, I think anybody that's listened to a podcast has at one point listened to one of Joe Rogan's podcasts. It's a completely different formula, a completely different structure than what I have. But I would look at him as number one. I'm okay with that for right now. Not for long. I want to be number one. Why would I do this just to do it? If you can't be the, if I can't be the best at something, just like if you can't be the best at something, I would encourage you to ask, why are you going to do it? Why don't you push forward harder to try to become the best? And sure, there's some people with just more God-given ability and talent, but you can outwork and be more consistent than someone with talent and still beat them. So Tim Grover's book, Relentless, to me is definitely on my must-read list. It's something that was short, it was impactful, it was clear, it was concise. It had all this great content in it that I was able to digest in a four-hour drive, which then triggered my mind to think, now as I'm reading a book in my house, I should also put it on Audible so when I'm driving around town, I can reinforce that message even deeper by listening to the same book that I'm reading. So there was a benefit from having this car ride, and there was a benefit from the Audible book. There's a benefit from Tim Grover's Relentless. 
because it's that sort of training and methodology and mindset that would be what the person that wants to succeed as badly as I want to succeed, that is what they would do. Well, stop listening to hip-hop music in the car. Marilyn Manson or whatever I'm listening to at this exact moment. Admittedly, that's what I'm listening to. Like, that's not serving me to be the best. If I want to be the best, I can't act like the rest. And that's also part of this book is just being okay walking alone, knowing the fact that not everybody's going to be on the same path as you are. They're not supposed to be. There's a reason why there's a handful of names throughout society that we remember as leaders. They acted differently. They performed differently. This would be a super long edit at this point. I actually don't want it edited. So in the studio right now as I'm recording this episode, Lindsay, my wife, has also recorded an episode prior to this. She's now sitting in here with her computer and it keeps turning on and off and there's this music that plays in the background that is horribly distracting. It's like the most ridiculous thing in the world as I'm trying to become the best podcaster. She's sitting here playing with her fucking computer. Makes me super happy right now. Nonetheless, in this relentless fashion, in this book, you just keep going forward. It's just how it's supposed to be. So in that, I would highly suggest picking up a copy of Relentless or listening to an Audible. And I guarantee if you um, implement the strategies and structures provided in the book, you'll be able to get shit done. <laughs>